start. Hi guys, we are Honest Canine Connections. Uh, we are wanting to be open-minded, informative, and controversial. Yes, about canines and all canines <laughs> and all canine okay. needs, needs, thoughts, questions, everything canine. Okay. This is our first one. Be fair with us. It's going to get better. I thought it was going to be better. I actually thought it was. I'm kind of looking at the camera odd. And then, yeah, okay. honestly, I think we're going to go through a few. Okay. That's okay. We'll figure it's it out. Fun. Day okay. one. Perfect. We're new. I'm Seneca. <laughs> I started Seneca back in 2020. Um, after many failed attempts at getting back into my retail management career. So I used to work for a big furniture company. For 10 years, I was in retail management, um, sales as well. I started in sales. I was a million dollar writer. Just bragging about that to Grayson today. Um, anywho, so I've always wanted to have a business uh, surrounded by dogs. I just wanted to be with dogs consistently. I actually wanted to have a doggy daycare. And when I quit my jobs and started to do it all, my dogs could not be around other dogs. So I started training and I fell in love with training. And then people started asking me to help them with training. So my sister was living with me for a bit and I was helping her with her dog. And then her friend seen me and it kind of snowballed. So I really do believe the universe had my back and uh, um, that's where I am now. So I'm, I have my facility in Riverside. I work with about 50 plus dogs a week with the help of Mariah and Erica. I run a day train program. Well, I don't run it. Erica and Mariah run the day train pro program. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, nine to three, and we are training. It is not a daycare. Well, it may double as a daycare for you, and that might be um, really fortunate. It is not what our primary focus is. We are here to train the dog, so we use crates, places, rest time, walks, whatever the dog needs and how uh, we see fit to meet the dog's needs, we will do in that day um, and get you a nice uh, mentally tired, physically tired dog at the end of the day with their needs all met. We run that Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and then I have a advanced crew that is not actually open to the public anymore. It's uh, got a wait list, and it probably will for about six months or a year, um, but I go out with about 10, 12 dogs regularly, and I take them on long pack walks, and then I run a three-week board and train program, and that's my, my biggest program that I run where I have dogs with me consistently, and I'm training them for three weeks, and then I go home and train the owners. So that is, that's all my programs. It's a nutshell. That's, yeah. that's me. That's that. Go Mariah. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So I'm Mariah and I own and operate County Paws in Amherstburg. It's fairly, fairly new. Um, and honestly, I got a lot of inspiration from Sun and Co. Seneca. Um, I have always been passionate about animals and I didn't really think that there was a career for me because I didn't want to do veterinary school and I didn't want to do um, breeding and such like that. So I was like, I'll never be able yeah. to financially be able to live with not having just like a regular job. So I went to college and I was gonna do corrections and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to get a job at Humane Society until then, so I did. And then I was like, I want to get my dogs remote collar trained because I got two Dobermans and that's when I met Seneca. And then I caught the bug 
They taught me a lot. The, <laughs> the Dobies. The Dobies. You well, and they were litter mates, yeah. so I was an inexperienced owner two years ago, and uh, they had some bad yeah. behavior, so I sent them to a boarding train, and that was really where I first caught the bug for yeah. training. I just didn't see myself getting there, because yeah. I'm like, who am I? Like, yeah. who am I to train someone when my dogs are like this? Yeah. And That's so a, they came back. There. They came back and did great, and they were very, they, were, they still are very obedient. Um, they had their little things from that training that I won't get into necessarily, but on this spot. On this one. <laughs> on this one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was like, what am I going to do? So I signed up for the three board and train, and then Seneca, I reached out. I was like, listen, I need this <laughs> in my life. And she welcomed me with open arms. So that's where I am today. And uh, I own three horses, which have also helped with a lot of the techniques that I've been able to have being an inexperienced trainer. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, over the two years, I did a lot, a lot of research on training. And I mean, even... Yeah, you're doing schooling. Yeah, and you're doing schooling. Yeah, and I'm in school to do dog grooming as yeah. well. So just getting my hands really wet and yeah. everything. Because yeah. I want to be able to do... like. Whether or not I do it full time yeah. for his grooming, yeah. I still want to be able to help like when I can. Yeah, I think it's so. a great, it's a good thing to have. Um, just putting them in a regular tub, and yeah, that conditioned is not fun. So, yeah, an experience. <laughs> I am Erica. Hi, um, I am the um, owner, breeder, CEO of Bay with Love Pups. I breed um, French bulldogs. I, animal lover, um, was not necessarily a trainer, but I kind of just fell into this perfect opportunity, um, and now I'm definitely in love with it. I fell into the opportunity of um, doing dog training after my two pit bulls actually passed away. I had a lot of, um, I think, just bad feelings towards myself. I was not the best dog owner for them and I kind of just took them for granted they had no training and they listened they were well-behaved yeah. dogs but there was no no boundaries no um there was no obedience there was yeah. just no training and we just left out with them yeah. um and I didn't do enough for them that I think I should have done but I will just stop you and say you clearly did lead them though I did I did because not any dog could just, you know. So there was leadership. No, there, was, I get what you're there was leadership, but don't beat yourself was... up too much. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you just, I, yeah. I felt bad about yeah. it. So once yeah. they passed away, I went through like a really yeah. dark stage of my life, and um, the opportunity came up to get a French bulldog, and um, I hated my life <laughs> at that time. Like I hated my job. I worked nine to five, doctor's office, made peanuts, um, got taken advantage of, whatever. Um, and I always wanted to do something on my own with dogs because that's what I love, my passion. I love animals and dogs way over people. Um, I, it's sad to say, but it's true. Um, and so it kind of just fell into place where I was going to get a Frenchie and I ended up deciding I was going to potentially start breeding. And I had um, a friend that was a breeder and we were gonna work with each other and kind of I was gonna learn from them which for another topic didn't turn out the way I planned for it to turn out um but I did learn a lot within the two years before I started breeding and now I I love it I have fallen head over heels for the Frenchie breed I don't mm -hmm. think I would ever go to another breed it's like you say you get 
a dog or a Frenchie and like that's my persona yeah like I am the crazy Frenchie lady um and yeah just Seneca and I have been friends for a while and we were kind of both in the same place where we hated our jobs we wanted to do something I remember that phone call that you called me remember that day when you do you remember when you left work and you called me and you're like I'm gonna breed dogs. Yeah, you should do. Yeah, this it was like a light bulb just went off, <laughs> and that and was like two years ago. Like yeah. literally to like to this day. To this day, yeah. I had just quit my, that last job I had, and I was finally starting it, and I was like, "That's it. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm gonna do it." And then I was like, "Okay, <laughs> we're doing. This. We're gonna do this." Um, then, yeah, yeah, it just kind of worked out that way, and I finally quit my job after how many years I had said I was going to yeah. do it. I, I finally did it. Did it. And I was kind of like, okay, we're having puppies and was not prepared. As much as I tried to prepare myself, there was things that I learned on my first litter that I don't think you could have prepared for. Like you kind of just have to go through it to learn. Um, And then this just kind of worked out. I had my litter. I was at home. Seneca needed some extra help. I came in and now we're, I was going to do dog walking. I I am a dog walker as well, which I love. And then it just turned into breeder, dog walker, dog trainer, <laughs> and here we are. Dog, dog, every dog, every dog, dog empire. Well, that's, I think that kind of goes to it, and we're going to get into a little bit more here um, in our first segment, but I think that goes into a little bit of the whole business of dogs. Is yes. It's an unregulated business, right? And I, I think like most trainers, breeders, um, I have a lot of respect for vets and I even have some vet techs and people that I've actually reached out to and they're interested in doing some episodes with us. But the whole point of this is like, I would do anything I could do. When I started this business, it was so hard to find the right education, the right avenue, um, all these different things. And then every trainer I reached out to, cause I reached out to so many, like Mariah did to me. Um, I reached out to so many people. I was like, listen, can I like pick your brain? I'll pay you whatever. And like, there were so many wonderful trainers that helped me and were like, no, I'm not gonna, you don't need to pay me. I'll just, I'll share the, I'll share the, I'll share the love with you. Somebody shared it with them. And that's why when Mariah reached out, I was like, absolutely. I'll share it with anybody. Like there's been multiple people who have come in and out of my business that I've been gladly able to share it with. And you know, we will get burned from time to time, but we have to share it because this business it's, there is no college. Yes, there are programs and things you can do, but there is no one thing that makes you this. We have to reach out and have mentors and find people and, you know, and it can be lonely. It can be very, very lonely. That's why, um, like I love them, but I want to share my business with them, but I want us to share all of our businesses with each other and having something like this as an umbrella that we all can be successful and doing our own thing, but also sharing and helping each other because that's the really hard part it's like you don't know where to go and some like we said like it's going to be controversial because that's what this whole business is dogs it is I never realized that one of the first trainers I talked to out west I remember her telling me all these things and I was like why did she tell me this like I, I just want to train dogs and then like now I'm like oh my gosh there's you can't like do anything with a dog without somebody saying something and it's just like there is no one right way right. there, there is, is no, no manual that you go back on page six to see yeah. what you should be ideally be doing trust me we would have bought it <laughs> we would have paid for it like it's like that's exactly it yeah. it's like i want that information and we're just trying to be a source of information for people while still learning from people as well like we want to have these conversations we don't want to just push our thoughts and ideologies on people i just really want to just kind of know like why yeah. Why do you do it that way? Show me your success because I'll use anything. Like whatever motivates a dog, 
um, to do, I'll do it. Like I, same when I was in sales, like whatever motivated you to buy a sofa, like, I do it. I was, was going to do yeah. it. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so that kind of gets us into our why that's our first topic. Um, today is more of our why and what brought us to doing this. So you heard us a little bit about who we are, um, a little bit of why we wanted to do it. Um, I've been in the business a little bit longer, um, in the fact of like taking clientele than these two, but nonetheless, we are like, I'm maybe one year more, which is nothing like the grand scheme of things. It's nothing, <laughs> but it's at least perspective for them right now. And a little bit of, um, you know, I can, I can give you guys some feedback on like yeah. those first little things, right? Like it's like that first, um, so the first thing I kind of wanted to talk to about, and Mariah actually brought it up. It was a really great point, um, is just understanding that, you know, I have a few different steps to getting to know me. Um, I put my entire life on social media, like these two girls do as well. Um, and I just ask people to follow certain procedures to get a hold of me. I won't take a phone call. <laughs> so you'll see my face here. You can have a virtual <laughs> call. You'll see my face on Instagram. I answer all my IG messages, but I don't take phone calls. There are dogs barking um, in the background. As soon as you take your dog off of the your dog off of the dog, your eye off of the dog um, is the moment they want that attention again. I am consistently training and I have um, a due diligence to my owners to do that. I also have a due diligence to my mental health. So I won't be doing things that overstimulate me because I have to work on bringing the stimuli down for these guys. Um, I'm not perfect. I am always doing things that are overstimulating me, but that is one of the biggest things I'm working on. Um, so I don't take phone calls. And for that, we do virtual calls. Um, through Zoom, so you just set up a, a message with um, an appointment and I send back a Zoom call and we can have as, really as long, as much time as you need. I say 30 minutes, but generally it goes between 30 and 45 minutes. I answer any questions and that is a free consult before we do anything else. Um, I'm very clear with my terms and everything what I do. So that's really that time for you to get to know me. But what I also want people to know is I'm getting to know you and I don't take on every client. And I don't mean that with um, any sort of disrespect. It's just, I work on energy and with energy and with the dogs and you know, um, I was in sales for a long time. Somebody could walk in and look at me and just, they didn't like my face. They didn't like my bubbliness or my lack of bubbliness depending on my mood that day. Yeah. And they could pick another salesperson. And that shit hurt, I like when I was talking about Okay, for like sure. that was painful. And if like, I was not always a super nice salesperson. <laughs> so that hurts, right? But like, that's the thing is that like, um, I won't take on business if we aren't aligned. And if, um, you know, just because somebody told you that I'm the place to go or- Doesn't mean things, necessarily yeah. it's gonna be the right thing. Yeah, and for me, I really have like, I do believe I'm a bit of an empath and I feel those energies and I just won't put myself or somebody else in a position where they are where they are comfortable. I, I lay it out in my virtual very clearly that I use crates. You guys see how I use crates? You know, every room in my house has a crate, multiple crates. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a few red flags, like I've had people that come to um, the day train and pick up their dogs and they'll say like, oh, my dog was in the crate all day. And it's like, yeah. Like, Red flag. You can go off that without speaking yeah. for you, but it's also like if they're coming in here and you're doing all this work, for yeah. them to go home and be in a different environment, it's just like impacting the dog worse. Like yes. if they're in here and they're structured to a T yeah. and then they go home, they're gonna 
they're gonna have more freedom. We already know that. But if they're just running a rampage, yeah. like they're never gonna know and understand like what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Like they don't understand. Like then at that point, what's the point? Why yeah. are you spending the money? Why are you coming here to get the training, to learn the tools, <laughs> to do what you're we're supposed to do and then go home and you don't do any of it. Well and that's why I created the three before and train really is because I had so many clients that were loving what we were doing here and they were putting the money into it, but we were seeing it take a little bit longer to get results, which was no problem. Like if I had a client that wanted, was okay with like six to eight months for results, cause we have to give our dogs time. We yeah. have to give the owners time. Like Definitely. we have to do those kind of things. And for the first few sessions, the dogs go home like comatose. Like, right. like there is almost a point where like, anything more would be kind of unfair to the dog. But after the first few sessions and that honeymoon stage is over, the dog kind of like sets into that new routine where, okay, I go to this place once yeah. a week and I do this thing. So yeah. they still need to get that stimuli done back at home, right? But, and that's why I say, tell people like the dogs on my three week or my advanced program, their owners, like Ziggy's owner takes her out for two walks every day prior to my walks. Like he'll message, what time are you coming? Because then he'll take her out before. <laughs> Gina's owner, like same thing. Like um, Megan, Greta's owner, right? Like all my yeah. advanced, Rosie's owners. Like I'm not missing any, I'm not trying to miss anybody, but that's like what it is. It's all yeah. my advanced crew. Like if you're, if they're on my advanced crew, they're on my advanced crew for a reason. And it's not because they're advanced dogs right. necessarily, because I just do pet day training like I just work with the pet dog right yeah the, the in-home pet like a yeah, like yeah thank you yeah. Oh I'm just doing that right <laughs> whereas like that's what I just wish people would understand that if your dog comes in and is struggling like I use the crate as a level like how I started is like your dog comes in I'm gonna see how they respect boundaries put them in the crate whether they're crate trained or not because in a new environment, we have a perfect opportunity to kind of see where they're at and create anything, yeah. right? But then I use that because if I just stick them on a place bed, that's so unfair. Because mm -hmm. they're going to be pulling on their leash. They're going to be barking. It's actually like, it's unfair. Like, it's like, you know, when we get thrown into jobs and there's no training, mm -hmm. right? Like, you guys do. You figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Like, it's like that point where, like, that we're not giving them anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's for me. Like, I just wanted to be able to have a broader area i guess to kind yeah. of speak openly with other people and like I, our, my thought is to eventually get like even clients on here sometimes oh, so that's talking great. About those things, yeah right like i want to hear it from everybody like and i want to have a, a place where people can openly respond to us and, mm -hmm. and not feel like it's maybe our personal instagrams and stuff right so that's why i'm doing it but yeah so like you know getting to know you know i, I want my clients to know that really like I, as, as much as it's about you feeling comfortable with your dog, I share everything about my life for you guys there. It is very much me making sure that I'm comfortable too, because I am sharing my entire life and my house um, with you guys, you know, on weekends. There is no time off here. I, you know, I, I'm always, always on. Um, people are always on. So I just want that to know that there is no shame in knowing that we aren't always going to be aligned. And, you know, not every client is going to stay here. I have had to tell clients that, you know, this isn't the right fit. Yes. Um, and it's not personal. It's really just like, like I want you and your dog to be happy. Yeah. And there's, there's no way if there's tension. Yeah. Right? No, definitely. Yeah. So that's why I do what I do. It's also hard though, too, because if you tell a client, Hey, listen, we need to use this tool. I mean, we can figure out which tool's yeah. best to use. Cause you can use a slip lead. You can use a prong color. You can use whatever it is. We'll figure whatever it out. Is, yeah. Pressure. Um, the thing and is, is yeah. And the thing is, is, if they're not going to do it, yeah, 
then it's going to cause conflict between you and the client, which yeah. we don't want because the whole purpose is the dog. Yeah. Right. And if you're seeing like, cause we know if you're doing yeah. what you're saying, you're yeah. doing. like as much as you, if you do it like 10 minutes before you come, we still know. Yeah. 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 I don't know why that happened. Right. Yeah. We know why it happened. Yeah. I think I, you know why it and, happened. And we know because we can have a non-emotional response just yeah. so we know that. Like, like yeah. I can tell you what you're doing wrong with your dog because I have a non-emotional response. The so same thing goes with, with, you know, that and us, yeah. right? So it's that piece of that. It's exactly that. It's like, if we're just doing it because we feel like we have to, you know, like there's different layers of dog ownership, yes. right? And we're going to get into that later mm -hmm. episodes and stuff. But like, if you're a dog owner who just loves your dog and you got a dog to have a companion, that's, that's no problem. Mm -hmm. Like, but if you got the wrong dog, I mean, that's where, and you're asking us for our advice and our opinion yes. and our training, mm -hmm. then we will be honest, but there's no shame in that. There's yeah. no shame. I, I, Got the wrong dog for my lifestyle back in the day i didn't know that like i you know i didn't realize that and that's where we're working to do those things there's no shame in saying i don't have the right dog for my lifestyle i'm working my best i'm trying like we're mm -hmm. busy there's no yeah. shame in that it's the problem is that we're making a lot of excuses for our dogs yeah. yes and and the, the other problem is if you're bringing your dogs to us and not doing those things let alone your dog is stressed and that's the biggest one you're really putting us at risk for being bitten or, um, mm -hmm. you know, like potential traumatizing moments for your dogs. Like, and that's not just us, like as trainers, definitely, but, but like groomers, groomers and vets, vets and everybody, like pet owners, even having a bad experience or going to home, then your dog is little Miss Sally down the street who wants to introduce their Shih Tzu to you. Yeah. And so you say, yeah, and now your dog attacks that dog. Yes. So it's like, we're just, you know, we're going to get into like leash pulling and all those things mm -hmm. and behaviors, but like, you just really got to stop and think sometimes that like what we are we doing is it really the best for our dog or is it because we're doing it for ourselves right and like again there's no shame in saying yeah i'm doing it for myself and acknowledging that part and then just trying to like be a little bit better like yeah, when better i better. started training the biggest thing i said was my dogs lost interest in my backyard when i wasn't training my dogs they would bust out that backyard they would go and find squirrels bunnies everything because they had caught a few in our old place and when I started training, that door could be open. It would, they didn't even, like, I open it. Even now, I'm like, go outside. And they're kind of like, no foods first. Yeah. Like, they have that routine now where they're just like, that is nothing to us. That's where we go to the bathroom. Right. I want to go fun. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like There's that no piece of, like, and that's what I say it to people all the time. Like, people get so upset with me about cuddling your dogs, right? Like, my dogs don't cuddle anymore. Jax doesn't cuddle anymore. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't want it because I don't communicate with him anyway right and if he does do it it's usually because he's resource gardening again yeah. that's a whole other episode but it's yeah. just like when we're not clearly communicating with our dogs we are really putting a lot of people at risk ourselves included definitely so but it's also yeah. like you have to put in work like i mean like i said i have horses so yeah. like i can't just get a horse and like put it in the pasture and then be like i'm just gonna ride it next week and like oh then God. don't ride it for a year you know yeah. what i mean like bad behaviors come from that like yes and I can die. Like yeah. that's as simple as it yeah. as it is. Like if I don't pick their feet every so often, yeah. and then they're like, you have to still do yes. the work. Like, yes. And that's with the feet, and that's with the ears, and like if your dog gets something going on, like they're gonna react yeah. in different ways if you don't put yeah. in the work. And that's yeah. the that's the thing. And everyone wants a dog that's perfect and yeah. balanced and just ready to go without putting in the work. But you, it's 
You might get lucky. You might get lucky. Or maybe the everybody's had a dog that they will say they like. Yeah. Got or 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 they you will get my family dog Beethoven. Okay, this dog looks like Beethoven. Okay, 18 years old. And like, I won't even like, I'll save it for another time, but it's just like, it's just dramatic. Okay. Like, it's just like these dogs, like, yes, they're companion dogs and yes, they will do anything for us, mm -hmm. but like at what cost? Yeah, like yeah. really watch them, like their mental state, like they're, they're not okay. No. <laughs> they're not okay. They're stressed and they're anxious and they're nervous. And you know, the one thing I guess I don't hear and I'm very fortunate about, like a lot of my clients are at the point of wanting to see their dog calm and comfortable but at the beginning I used to hear a lot of like it was mean you know yeah. like the dog being calm is mean and it's like oh why are they in their crate it's mean and it's like I don't want your dogs in crates like and I don't mean that like crates are a whole other topic but like I want your dogs to understand their crates their place their feeding times so that you can go on vacation and you can do and all you can of these just live a normal life yeah. you don't have to work around your dog because mm -hmm. you can't if you don't do those things yeah. if you don't do that stuff you're talking about touching their feet yeah. and doing those things because it's not just the golden retriever who has some separation anxiety mm -hmm. who barks a bit right but then they can say to their friend we'll just let him out of his crate and he's okay it, we're talking about the dobermans the malinois which are like a whole yeah. no one should own dogs. <laughs> no healers the huskies Pitties. the like all those yeah, ones yeah. that have those high prey drives those high impulse like even the labs like i, I see a lot of anxious labs and they're sport dogs but they're also companion dogs yeah. right honestly the big one and i'm sure you guys are gonna agree is the shepherd oh yeah shepherds. And, like, the shepherds are like a very high populated dog and like they're a great dog but like they're always in the wrong household yeah yeah and it sucks because they they can be the greatest dogs like yeah. they can be one of the greatest dogs you've owned yeah but you have to put the work in i have a very good friend and clients um, I should have even told her that I'd love to have her on this one time. Um, Tess is on her. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, she gets up, puts her on place. They go on place. She does not leave her house until she doesn't stop whining. Like, I'll get the snap touch starting at 5 in the morning. Wow. Why are you Good for her, right? Good mm -hmm. for like, you. Like, everything, she has the, she'll put her e-collar on. She started noticing half the uh, stress was putting the e-collar on in the morning. So right. she stopped like putting it on in the morning, leave, putting it on at night, and then having it on and ready in the morning. I think, maybe I could be a little bit wrong, but I believe that's what she had told me. Anyways, long story short, she does that. She works or puts, puts her on place. This dog is two. There's times where she'll message me and be like, wow, she's, I think I finally turned a corner. And then it's like right back to it. It's like, yeah. she's a shepherd. That's mm -hmm. what she's supposed to do. Yeah. She's a highly intelligent dog. So she fell, hurt her knee a couple weeks ago. She's been sending her to us two days, right? To keep up with that. Like she mm -hmm. doesn't, she will not risk what she's built with that dog to be jeopardized yeah. because of a, you know, an issue that she has. So she's still doing it. Right. So it's just like those things that shepherds are, they're, they're not easy. No. They are not an easy breed, you know, like Jack. They're intimidating, especially if you don't. And they're meant to be. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they are super intimidating. Yeah. If you don't know how to work with them or how to be around them, like that can cause a lot of stress there are a for lot of trainers. And, and I think like, again, not to get into like tools because we're not going to go there today, but like you can mess up a working dog Absolutely. quick and you can do it by um, like all the things we believe in, but like in just not having any intention or compassion or ethics, because mm -hmm. we're gonna get into that later on. But it's that piece of like, 
I fundamentally, and I'll just say that because I think this is a good way to start, I fundamentally don't believe in correcting a dog for something they don't know is wrong. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, in a training situation, listen, if my dog's about to jump into traffic and has a Z collar on, <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah. But I'm talking in a training situation, I'm not going to put a dog past the threshold. Yeah. I'm going to keep a dog within a learning threshold, if not stop even before then. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure as heck not going to correct a dog for not knowing what they do, yeah. or for not knowing what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other topic, but that's where it's just like, you can mess up a dog quickly. And what do we do with our big dogs generally? Our even our, nah, maybe not the healer so much, but any dog that we're worried about biting, mm -hmm. we put on a lead and we instantly yank him. Yank yeah. him, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the softest person in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, soft, I mean, like, gentle, like, yeah. you know, personality, you yeah. know, energy. You're still, like, scared. And yeah. all this goes to them. That lead yeah. is an That instant you grab that lead and you have that bad vibe and you're like, oh my God, he's yeah. going to bite before he even bites. Chances are he's going to bite him because he's going off of your And then chances are, and, like, again you're the person where you're standing is so important. Yeah. yeah you're yanking up here and you're behind getting the dog. him to you not yeah. stepping yeah. in front yeah. of your dog yeah. and taking and, control of the situation yeah and that's where i would even add in habits or yeah uh, like you can harm a dog that way too right yeah. like i mean we always talk about tools and we all hear yeah. about that but like just your everyday habits yeah. are ruining dogs like yeah. having your dog coming and like it knows oh when mom sits down it's gonna sit beside me yeah. like we shouldn't be having this. Like, no. I'm not saying we can't no. because like there's time and a place. Yeah. But if your dog can't totally walk on a leash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if your dog can't walk on a leash and do simple things, like yeah. you shouldn't have that privilege. Yeah. We'll get into another. Yeah. Episode. And like the whole point of that is there's two dogs here that have been on place the entire time, um, and four, five, five downstairs. So and you have you haven't heard anything. One outside. And one outside. Yeah. Some and snoring, but yeah, some snoring. I mean, Molly gave a little, little sad. Little side. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the point is that. And again, three years ago, I would have had those dogs, and I not necessarily because I wanted that. Like I would have been mortified that I had people over yeah. and my dogs were climbing up the back. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess like a good thing is just like understanding the space you have. Like yeah. understanding dogs need space to be successful. Yeah. And understanding the space that you do have, right? And it's like I don't think there is anything wrong with you leaving your dogs in your crate after doing your normal routine, putting them in your crate for your morning coffee and sitting there and having your morning coffee and enjoying your own time your own while time. they're peaceful and enjoying yeah. their own time yeah. in your crate. And it's like, you know, if, you, if you're sitting there going, yeah, but my dog doesn't bother me, then awesome. Your dog yeah. doesn't, you know, it sounds like you have a pretty good boundary. In place. Yeah. Like I never, my dogs never used to um, jump off my bed before waking up mm -hmm. in the morning. Um, and they never yanked on leads, but it was because I was totally inexperienced. It was like I was just a lazy 25-year-old with dogs. And yes. I was like, these are my babies. So, yeah. you know, I was like, you can't wake me up before 11. So, like, now it's just like, yes, those things are instilled. But you know what? Instilled, Millie just hopped off in the middle of the night and went to poop somewhere. Right? So, it's just like, you know what sucks is crate training dogs at 5 and yeah. 6. So that you can go places. that's why i think it's so important like even yeah. in my breeding program i create trade from the moment that they are born yeah they are born we are frenchy so we do a c-section we bring them home i have reina in a huge crate the puppies in a huge crate they're safe i can see them i yeah. want them to get used mm -hmm. to it after we take the rails out and i move it into a bigger pen they're they're still in their crate they're sleeping in their crate and i think it's great so when you introduce 
the new puppy to their new owners that they have that kind of foundation to kind of work from because yeah. it's it's a lifesaver to have a dog that already comes pre I guess not fully trained because there's always going to be it's familiar to them foundation. Foundation. foundation you have a great foundation yeah a great starting point yeah. for you to continue and a great resource yes this, right? yes yeah yeah that if something was to happen, they can go into their crate. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just big on that too. And like, I think like we won't go too much further into crates, but I think it's, it's not even our topic today. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, it is, it is our one of them. Anyways, it's on there. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is like, you know, to, to talk about, like, it's just, I wish people would understand. If I can tell one thing, it's like, I wish they could learn to ebb and flow through their crates a bit more and mm -hmm. understand that it's just a tool in your toolbox. Like, and if you have a s issue with your crate or your e-collar or your slip lead, then don't use it. Like, um, and I don't mean it like that. Don't use it. I mean like, you know, either don't use it because you don't believe in it and figure, find something that works for you. I would definitely not suggest to not use your crate, but like, but you should use it. Yeah. I, you should. It's dogs are dead animals. There's a bad like misconcept about it. A crate should not be where you put your dog on timeout. It should mm -hmm. never be a well, timeout. I don't even think like, that neat. like when we're talking about puppies, like this is so good. It's like, it's going this way. It's like, we're talking about puppies. We're talking about an um, infant, like an infant. Okay. Not even an infant brain, like a dog infant brain. Yeah. Okay. And like, we're talking about an infant. So like we don't punish infants. No. So, we just put them in their cribs. Right. <laughs> cribs are the cribs. Yeah, I guess you. We are. It is. Right? Maybe there should have been something on top for kids because they could climb out. Little Spider Man. Right. Yeah. But no. But for real. Like, and it's like that's the problem is that we are punishing our infant dogs. Like that's what's yeah. happening. Pee, put them in the crate. How about bring your dog outside? Yeah. Because and maybe you just pick them up outside, put a lead on them, and walk. Yeah. Them yeah that's what I mentioned. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's the problem. And I say to people all the time, how do you know your? How does your dog know that? They're in timeout. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't. Well, they do because you went. Can we go? Yeah, true. And that's how they know the because of our yeah. emotion, yeah. our energy. Like that's and we're not Talking like I'm not, like we're not afraid. like. That's why you're in here. Like yeah, yeah, right. But like we've all been there. We are not any like we're not here to say that we're better. That we're just like this is just what we're experiencing because we're experiencing our, our very high level of dogs daily. Oh yeah, fortunate. Like we are. I am so 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 grateful to have to have them help me because of the people that we have coming to us. Like it, it's just it's so great. But that's. I keep referencing it. I'm so, I'm so legit. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like if people could just use their crates and ebb and flow through them and understand that like the crate is there when your dog needs to sleep. Yeah. Well, your dog needs to sleep 16 to 18 hours a day. Or travel or, or travel. Or, 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 but I mean, that's it. it. If your dog needs to sleep 16, 18 hours a day, chances are when you're driving, it probably could sleep. Yeah. When it's boarding somewhere, it probably, you know, like it's just like, yeah. If it doesn't need its crate, but we're doing something, it doesn't need to run around like a maniac. Now, could it have a chew toy or a bone? That's a that's different a layer. Yeah. But like that's what I'm saying. You have to. That's not an infant. You're not going to give an infant something in their crate. But maybe in their pen, mm -hmm. you would start to give some more things. Like dogs aren't kids. I want to be very clear. There's no correlation. But if you, if we continue to talk to them like that and talk about it like that, that's how we have to reference it to the yeah. clients, right? And it's yeah. just like. Just stop thinking about your dog as a dog um, when you first get them. Yeah. You think about them as like, we gotta teach them. You gotta help them. You gotta, you know, you gotta 
guide them through work through things. it yeah well, and the reason why it's referenced like that because a lot of people you'll hear especially trainers like dogs and kids aren't the same no and it's because that's what the client understands because they've had yes. kids or yes. they have kids in their family or people get dogs before kids because right. it's their practice and it's just better for them to understand like it's just harder for me to say hey put your dog in your crate and you're like well i don't understand why yeah. and then if i was to get into the dog trainer mindset like you're still gonna be like i still don't i don't get it yeah. you know? yeah. but if i say hey you put your kid in your crib and you're like oh okay and it's a great reference right yeah. it is and it's, i think it's a good point like just to add on to this one like where greta stayed with me for the week and she is crate trained she's in her crate all the time and megan uses it consistently but she doesn't feed her in the crate and i only know that because she didn't eat in the crate yeah. normally for the first couple days and she's the only dog at the house. So I just mm -hmm. made the assumption and when I talked to Megan, it was like, yeah, that's what it is. Now, that's not something we have to necessarily change, but it's something that if maybe I wasn't available, don't worry, Megan, I'm always available, <laughs> um, you know, for that, that she could be aware of going to somewhere new. Yeah. It's just about understanding our dog's behaviors and understanding what they need in that moment so we don't get bit yeah. because that's how they communicate. So. Mm -hmm.